and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. I'm with uh, two of my firefighting family. I've got Ash. Hey there. And I've got Scott. Hey. Uh, so this week, um, we are actually on a little bit of a uh, vacation road trip. Uh, so we're heading down south to sunny Palm Springs, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, do some t- touring around with some touristy things. That kind of stuff, I guess. Uh, but we're actually we're going to be making a trip out to uh, Chino. Uh, to the uh, Prada Helitac base, 305, mm-hmm. uh, where my brother-in-law uh, works. He's a uh, pilot for Cal Fire. So um, that is essentially our news. And uh, we had a great great interview with Dave. And um, yeah, had great, really good little base, uh, tour of the base. Uh, boys went out on a fire call, actually, just as we were leaving as well. So we got to watch them uh, spool up and, and take off, which is far sexier leaving on a fire call than we, we leave in a fire truck. Yeah, like I always thought, you know, like, you know, lights and sirens leaving the base here is, uh, is really cool. Um, and then watching a helicopter as everybody's getting ready to go. That was way, way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's jump right into it. Let's uh, get on to the interview with Dave. Hey, without further ado, Dave, welcome. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. So thanks for what? visiting. Absolutely. <laughs> Why don't you uh, tell our listeners where we're at and what we're doing down here? Sure. Uh, the guys are down here at Prado Helitac 305, and it's down in Chilo, Chino, California. And it's part of uh, one of the 10 Helitac bases uh, for CAL FIRE in California for the state. And uh, yeah, I came down to visit on some holidays, and uh, I'm a fire uh, forestry fire pilot uh, from Canada, from Oliver, British Columbia. And uh, work down here now in, in Chino. Awesome. Yeah, this is a pretty awesome base. Um, we came for a little, uh, little road trip today. Come out and see Dave. And, uh, yeah, Dave gave us a little tour of the, the base, the helicopter. Um, and then, I guess, your, your fuel truck. Is that right that you call it? Yeah, we call it the yeah. fuel tender. Fuel tender. Uh, yeah, so it's got all our rescue equipment. It's got our hoist. And uh, its main purpose, though, is to chase us on fire. So when we get uh, dispatched to a fire... Uh, we're usually airborne within about five minutes and with a full crew and we've got a water tank on our helicopter 375 gallon tank and then the tender chases us uh, so that we have fuel at all of our locations uh, that we go to so they get as close as they can uh, so that we don't have to go to airports and if the fire is threatening houses and things like that we can do a really quick turnaround because of the having that tender uh, follow us uh, so that we can get back out there uh, really quickly on the fire line so right. it's pretty nice it's a great setup so actually, why don't we we'll just back up a, a moment? I forgot to ask. What's uh, what's your history with um, flying, Dave? My history with flying. I, I started flying uh, 22 years ago now um, in British Columbia. I worked for Canadian Helicopters, uh, all working all over the Arctic and Western Canada. Uh, I've got just over 8,000 hours flying helicopters now, and I uh, spent a lot of time every summer in Canada fighting fire and doing initial attack and, and water bucketing and, and stuff like that. And it's always been my favorite kind of um, fire or flight kind of profile or whatever you call it. So uh, that's what I wanted to do full time. And the only place that does it year round is is down in Southern California here at Cal Fire. So that's where I wanted to be. And uh, so, yeah, I've been here for about a year and a half now. And uh, it, it's a great job. It's really it's really great. And uh, uh, the the job that we do and the response that we do, uh, it is year round. So it's really exciting that we do the initial attack. And we also do rescue uh, work as well, uh, which is nice. which is uh, really challenging. 
and, and fun as well. What does a normal kind of day look like for you guys when you when you get here to the base? Because there's there's you and then you have a, a crew as well. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so there's about ten staff members on uh, here right now uh, on shift every day, and basically in the morning, uh, usually I'll get the helicopter ready. The crew has a like call it PT times, um, so some training time doing either a run or hitting the gym or uh, sometimes even just playing volleyball or doing some sort of sport, ultimate frisbee, something like that. Uh, but something physical that we do every day. Uh, we'll have a brief at 10 o'clock and go over kind of uh, just just the day, what we got planning, any training, uh, weather, all those types of things. Um, and then basically we're, we're waiting for that call. Um, and we get called out for either initial attack fire or rescue. Uh, or we, again, just help other agencies around us, Orange County, LA County, LA City. Um, our other Cal Fire base in Riverside, it's called Hemet. Uh, so we help out all these other um, agencies around us as well. So we'll get dispatched not only to our own area, but also to the surrounding agencies as well. And they come and help us out, uh, likewise uh, when we have big fires. Right, nice. Uh, and the whole idea, I guess, is just to, you know, hit it hard and hit it fast. And, uh, you know, we'll get on scene to a fire, we'll drop the crew off, um, you know, at the heel or on a flank or something that they're working or where they can do some, some good work. And then ground resources, of course, are coming in. Um, and where we're really useful is when they can't access the fire, of course, and there's really tough access. So uh, that's that's really great to be able to get, get them in there and do some good work on the ground because those guys are who put the fire out is the, the ground guys. We're just there to support them. And what are you currently flying right now? So right now we have a Super Huey. It's a modified Huey uh, UH-1H uh, aircraft. It's got a 375-gallon tank on it with a snorkel. Um, and we are going to a brand-new S-70I, or M, um, Firehawk it's called. And it's a 1,000-gallon tank on it. And it's faster, can haul more people. Uh, but a thousand gallons is is a huge change from what we're used to with that 375, and really about 300 with our weights. So we're pretty much tripling our water capability with the new Firehawk. Uh, Cal Fire has bought 12 of them, with four more coming, so we'll have 16 total. Wow. And it's a 25 million dollar aircraft, so a huge investment they've made in a brand new Black Hawk, which now they call the Firehawk, yeah, or Cal Fire is called it the Firehawk. So. It's a pretty amazing aircraft. We're pretty excited. So we get ours officially uh, here at Halloween. So nice. less than a month ago. Nice. Yeah. Pretty exciting. With, with your rescues, um, we had talked about this. Um, are you guys doing like cliff rescues and stuff? Or? Yeah. So it's a it's a bunch of different things. The main reason Cal Fire has rescue uh, capability is to rescue our own. So that's why they came up with the program so that when we're on a fire and a firefighter gets hurt on the line. We want to be able to rescue our own without having to wait for that timeline uh, to get other resources or departments in there. Uh, but also other agencies call on us, whether it's the sheriff or other agencies might call on us to do a normal rescue. Um, yesterday I was reading about one up by San Francisco. Uh, our base up there did a rescue. Uh, a guy got stuck, stuck on a cliff and hurt and they did a hoist rescue there. So those are the type of calls they would call us for. Um, and but the main priority of Cal Fire is to rescue their own. So that was the big reason they got into the, the hoist program and the rescue programs. But we nice. spend a lot of time training. You know, um, there's so many resources here in Southern California. It's almost a fight for the rescue uh, calls. 
So they're arguing over a few minutes of difference in the response time. So right, it's right. a pretty different world down here because there's so many resources. But, uh, it's pretty nice for the people because obviously they're getting a really fast response. Absolutely. Uh, and you were saying earlier, so basically like if, uh, if a fire kicked off, uh, not always, you're not automatically dispatched immediately. Sometimes it's it could be uh, until the IC ground IC calls for you. Yeah, so maybe the IC or the battalion chief or uh, where the IC is in the first truck that gets there. A lot of the times we are the first resource that gets there because uh, they will dispatch us early if they, if they have confirmed smoke or they have some sort of report that they think uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, really uh, useful right away. Uh, but if it's, you know, maybe it's a car fire that's got a vegetation threat, sort of the vegetation on fire, the ground resources get there and they see it starting to spread and they can't get a hold on it, then they might call us out at that point. Um, but they're usually pretty good. They've, they've got a command center where they kind of look at all the variables and then call us out as need be. But usually if we hear a vegetation fire, we're kind of getting ready, even though we're less than five minute response, we'll, we'll get ready because we're likely going to get called to it. Yeah. Yeah. And every time you guys roll, you were mentioning you get chased by your field truck and the van? Yeah, the so uh, there's a firefighter in the van, which is just a crew shuttle, just used. Uh, so say we get stuck overnight somewhere, we've got transportation, you know, we get the crews to hotels and stuff like that, because we do have a big response area that we can get stuck over, overnight. Um, and the tender launches as well. And something that's new with the uh, Firehawk that we're getting is we will have 24-hour response, so we're going to be nighttime firefighting. This, nice, nice. this year was the first year that... Um, the other bases that have already gotten the Cal Firehawk uh, have been actioning fires at night. So some of the big fires, uh, like the Fairview fire down here close to uh, Hammond Ryan, uh, which is just south of us, um, they had a big fire and they were doing a bunch of night action on that. And eventually it might even turn into uh, crews being moved at night, but uh, for the first little while it'll be water dropping only. Yeah. On the, on the night fires, but really important in Southern California because there's so many houses and so many, um, um, you know, fires that threaten homes. Uh, they want to have that night capability. So that's something that we'll have by next year and we'll turn into a 24 hour base then. Yeah. Very cool. And you said there, you guys are building a, a new uh, hangar and base as well here on site. Yeah. So with the new helicopter, they've got a new facility coming. Uh, it'll have training tower, it'll have wash bays, it'll have, um, garages, uh, 40, I think it's a 40 room bunkhouse type thing. Um, it's going to have a beautiful hangar for the Firehawk, which would be nice to get it out of the elements. Uh, you know, there's not much for elements down here, but that sun can really do a number on, uh, right. on, uh, everything outside. So yeah, we're really looking forward to the new, new facility as well as the new helicopter. So yeah, lots of, lots of really exciting things happening here for, for Cal Fire. Very cool. Yeah. It seems like, um, like with the, the base here, um, it's like any typical um, structure firefighting department. Like everybody's got their 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 roles, yeah. and uh, you know you got your your workout area, and then your your TV lounge. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's cooking, yeah, and making everybody, making everybody meals everybody. together, right? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. When we got here, it was like eleven o'clock in the morning, and uh, you know we opened the door, and just that like like fresh, <laughs> yeah. and it was like pulled pork or something was getting 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 made in there. It was delicious. You know, everybody was working. There was somebody out working on the grounds. There, there were some projects happening. You know, you were saying that uh, every morning you guys have a meeting, just kind of get the day plan, planned out or whatever. Um, it's a really cool environment here. Um, obviously, there's some, some uh, history with uh, the building here, yeah. uh, which uh, was, <laughs> was pretty cool pretty here. 
um, but awesome to get that brand, brand new facility coming as well. Yeah, it's really exciting. And like you say, the crews, uh, a lot of the crews that come to LATAC uh, come from the structure fire department as well. Sure. So there's a lot of intermixing within CAL FIRE depending on what contract they're doing, whether it's more structure or more wildland. But CAL FIRE is mainly more a wildland uh, yeah. that's got into structure. Um, but a lot of the crews here have that. And the model's been kind of just built around that normal firefighter, you know, firehouse structure. Yeah. Um, so everyone's got their duties and everyone works really hard. So uh, it's a great to be part of that. It, it's a really, really nice environment, a yeah. positive environment. Do these guys, like the, the uh, ground crews here, do they try to um, <clears throat> do they try to get into structural? Like, do they try to eventually go into structural side, or they? Um, either they or, like, you yeah. know, they they can stay they can stay within the program as a firefighter one to firefighter two. They can um, promote into uh, engineer uh, on the uh, tender and driving the truck, and they can also promote as a fire captain, um, and then through the ranks that way as well. Right. So either way, they can go. Um, some of them maybe prefer structure over wildland or vice versa. Yeah. Um, but uh, definitely there's lots of opportunity within Cal Fire for, for either avenues, which is mm -hmm. which is really nice. So if you guys get sent on a, on a rescue, then your guys are doing med providing medical for them as well? Yes, we don't have advanced uh, medical support. So basically what we would do is get that person out of that bad situation. And then there's so many uh, air ambulance helicopters in in the U.S., but especially in Southern California, that uh, an advanced medical support helicopter would be dispatched as well, and basically we would deliver them to that aircraft or to that ground ambulance uh, right. as needed. But most of the time, we're delivering them to ground, or sorry, to an air ambulance uh, with the uh, advanced medical support team on board. So we don't have advanced medical uh, other than just our firefighter paramedics, um, but. Uh, but definitely get utilized for more of the uh, technical part of it to get right. them out of that bad situation. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, for example, if one of your guys were injured and you self-rescue, um, do you do a meet as well with another crew or do you actually fly to the hospital to LA Pat? We can do both. So we could fly to a burn center if, say, that was the, the uh, incident that happened. Um, and it just depends on the situation, obviously, being mm -hmm. very dynamic. Uh, but most of the time, the areas we're in, we probably have a hospital helicopter, which most hospitals have helicopters, so they would they would meet us uh, at whatever scene. Um, and really, that's a good point, Todd. Is the the whole rescue program for Cal Fire was designed because we re we wanted to be able to rescue our own. Right. So fire get firefighter gets hurt in the line, we want to be able to quickly switch and uh, switch roles from. You know, fighting the fire to rescuing that individual quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so it depends on the situation. If we're able to transfer to a, an advanced medical team and then they can, you know, have that patient care all the way to the hospital, that's obviously pretty ideal. But if there's a delay or a timeline there, we can still go to a burn center or fly right to the hospital as needed yes. uh, with our crew. So every day there'll be um, a crew that's designated as we usually have three rescuers and a crew chief and a front seat captain that will fly up front with me uh, just to help with the radios and things like that. So every day we have a designated rescue crew and our ECC, our dispatch center, knows that we're hoist available and rescue available. Right. Yeah. Yeah, actually on that, so when we were having the tour earlier <clears throat> in that kind of like your, uh, what do you call it, the ready, ready room kind of deal with all yeah, the Yeah, yeah, the ready conics we yeah. call it, yeah. So like you had the roles of uh, like a, the Alpha Team, Alpha Bravo, Captain, and then other yeah. roles. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about what those roles are in the titles? 
Yeah, so like the Alpha Captain would be sitting up front with me. They actually stay on in the helicopter. Uh, so they're, especially in the new helicopter, it's meant to be a two-pilot aircraft, but we're flying in single pilot, the new Blackhawk or Firehawk. Uh, but the captain's been trained on some things to help me out uh, on the pilot side of things. But he's also super helpful because he's on the radio talking to the ground guys. You know, um, it's just nice to have that, that crew uh, resource in the, up in the front of the cockpit. Uh, in the back is the Bravo captain. He'll get off with the crew, and he's kind of the captain of that crew on the ground. Uh, and then you've got the veteran that sits on the other side uh, behind me in the aircraft, clears that side of the aircraft, that type of thing, um, becomes the uh, 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 coordinator when we're landing at any sites and stuff like that. Um, and then there's the tool man who basically gets out, grabs the tool bundles. Uh, you've got the water point, which will drop the snorkel and a few other different you know, minor roles with the packs and things like that. you got the sawyer, the sawman, and a puller. So obviously uh, they've got the the saws and, and uh, kind of the gear just to be able to cut that fire line. So that's a big part of what we do is cutting fire line. Um, so everyone has a rule for sure. And uh, yeah, like you say, it, it works pretty good with those, those types of things. With the new Blackhawk, there's a few more positions going to be added. There's going to be a, what's called an ops supervisor that sits right behind me. He stays in the helicopter as well. So it's three people that fly in the aircraft all the time with the new which is pretty pretty neat. So with that, once you get the new bird, and then is there like a new position opening up at this base then for that? Or yeah, so there'll be a new position there. So there'll be an extra person on shift. Yeah, uh, for that. And the crew's going to stay the same though. So we'll still have the same amount of crew in the back, but they won't have as many duties because uh, everything in the Blackhawk, all the gears kind of right in the middle, and everyone's basically jumps in the buggy and away we go. Mm, nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely a different uh, world for firefighting the way we do it up. Sure. <laughs> well, and I think the big thing down here is the population. Like California has almost the same population as the entire country of mm -hmm. Canada. Right. So, you know, the revenue from taxes and taxes are crazy, you know, when you look at property taxes and things like that. So I think a lot of these departments, whether it's city department like, like uh, L.A. City or whether it's a county like Orange County or L.A. County, they have a huge tax base and obviously their budgets are huge right. as yeah. well. So. Um, we're on the state side, so we're part of more of the state funding for Fighting Fire. Um, but obviously, they've been very, um, very good with our budgets. I, I think our budget this year was in the billions of dollars. Um, so for for the Cal Fire as a state firefighting agency, so it's, it's pretty incredible what they're able to do with that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. Usually, there's no actual fire season. There's just it's just fire. It's become <laughs> yeah, it's become year round in Southern California. Um, it is different for, you know, obviously we're all from Canada and I still live in Canada and I go back and forth and uh, I'll go snowboarding with the family and then I come down here and I'm sitting in the sun and responding to a fire call uh, in the middle of January, which is pretty different. But it has become due to the drought and, um, you know, the weather and the changes, uh, it's, it's become a, a year-round fire year. Right. Yeah, so it is a year-round response. Some of our northern bases, they kind of uh, crew down for the winter. Uh, like up in Bieber and Northern California or uh, Neyland, some of those areas. But um, in Southern California, especially, we're we're yeah, we're twenty twenty four seven. Uh, you got to pick up the slack for those for the ones that are geared down. Yeah, um, and it's not necessarily our own. But what happens is in the summertime they have a lot of contract helicopters and uh, and and resources, and usually those will end in October, November, maybe December if it's a really late season. 
but they wouldn't come back on until April or May. So actually, a lot of the time, yeah, it's a good point. We, we get a lot more calls because sometimes we're the only resource during that kind of slower time of the year. But because it's a slower time, they don't have as many resources hired. So we'll, we'll actually kind of cover all that a bit more. So we actually get quite a few calls at that time, you know, to cover it. So, which is good for us in the base. Yeah. Awesome. Do you guys have anything else to add? Yeah, we're in the middle of the what is this, this is state, right? So we're, we're sandwiched between two prisons. Yeah, so uh, we're in Chino <laughs> here, and uh, you know, real estate everywhere is pretty expensive. Just over the hill, we've got Chino Hills, and just over the hill is like Yorba Linda and Anaheim, and you know, Disneyland is about 20 minutes from here. Um, you know, very expensive real estate in Southern California, but this is some state land we're sitting in, and yeah, there's a maximum security prison right beside us. There's a, a max security women's prison to the south, and then there's actually a, a a Cal Fire, um, and it's a, uh, a Cal Fire inmate crew, they call it, uh, just to the north of us here. And they use the, the inmates, it's a volunteer program that they can join. It reduces their sentence, and they're given a, a small wage. And basically, they get on the fire line as well. So it's a great uh, crew resource uh, on fires. And, and they, uh, they're starting to get away from that, and they're hiring more like full-time hand crews for the year. Uh, year-round kind of thing but uh yeah this is an inmate crew to the north of us as well so yeah we're on this state land here that uh we get to use but it's a bit of a compound for yeah, sure yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. so i'm not sitting on the beach in between shifts yeah. or anything yeah, yeah just exactly here the, no, compound. Not the family things oh sure you're going yeah. to work sit on the yeah, beach California. in california yeah. yeah yeah no i'm under the razor wire basically for my shift yeah. <laughs> so you know pretty cool base like so we're no, sitting in the, in the little uh Goat pen, they call yeah, it. The right goat back. pen. Yeah. And uh, then beside us, we've got some, a bit of a garden and workout area. And, yeah. yeah. It's a pretty, pretty homey little base. No, it's really nice. It's a big space, and it's it's like your typical firehouse. Just instead of a fire truck outside, you got a helicopter. So it's a, that's a pretty cool uh, pretty cool way to respond to fires. Yeah. So what is the goat pen? The goat pen is just kind of where we meet and it's our hangout. But the goat came about about... Uh, um, there's a full story to it that I won't get into, but, uh, um, mainly, you know, whoever screws up and uh, is right. the goat. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You could call that too. Yeah. So there's kind of a, a funky little picture of a goat and that goes beside your name. if you're the goat for the day, cause you probably did something stupid the day before. <laughs> Again, very similar to our departments, right? With the, some of the awards that we all have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've talked about in the past, like the yeah. Bed Truck Award, yeah. Abuse Tool Award, the Nacho Libre Award. Yeah. <laughs> That's more of an award, not really. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, it's yeah. good for camaraderie and all those things. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you yeah. have to yeah. celebrate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Right. Well, uh, any more for any more, guys? That's it. No, no, that was great. Thanks for having us over here. Thanks for. Uh, the old picture and thanks for coming on oh it's a pleasure and thanks for coming to see me yeah and taking time on your vacation yeah. <laughs> these guys are committed absolutely <laughs> yeah i appreciate it well thanks dave uh next time we'll have to introduce some of your guys in the crew to get some dirt on you yeah sure yeah. sure yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> all right well once again thanks dave thanks for coming out appreciate, appreciate it. it okay guys all right well that was um our interview there with uh dave from the uh airbase um, it was that was a lot of fun. That was really cool seeing a, a base like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we've been on like, our kind of forestry bases, 
Yeah, I've been on them before and stuff. And definitely not as cool. This this is your typical. It's like that the same atmosphere as like a firehouse. Like yeah, like everybody's got jobs. We roll up and there's guys. One guy's mowing the lawn. One guy's spraying. Spraying. Yeah, they got mm-hmm. little arts and craft. Uh, they making a but like some kind of grassing for their shoes. <laughs> something was that? Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Was. I think it was something for the goat pen. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was really neat to see that, that, that camaraderie. Yeah, the guys cooking in the kitchen. It yeah, that's phenomenal. Out. Yeah, yeah we kitchen. rolled in just prior to lunch. Um, I think the guys were just getting set to uh, yeah. to have some food, uh, which sadly we 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 kept Dave from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because just uh, well, we kept them through lunch, and then next thing you know, Ooh, all the drop and off they go. Yeah, I don't think he got a sandwich to go. Probably not. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know what? It was it was awesome to see um, again just that that camaraderie of that shift work. There's ten guys on shift. Yeah, what I really uh, thought was was neat was just I mean everybody has their own roles, mm-hmm. but when you're on a helitack crew, it's like yep. very defined. Like you got essentially um, your two captains, your alpha and bravo mm-hmm. leads, and then your veteran, which is essentially your captain over the entire crew. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty dialed the way they had it all set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, like, their, their base right now, uh, they're running out of, like, a pretty old building. Uh, they definitely made it nice inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some big, big plans coming down for a new hangar and facility there with their new uh, Firehawk, fire 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 right? Firehawk, yeah. Blackhawk. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's going to be uh, really cool. So some uh, pretty big things happening for that base. But, uh, you know, again, like old has tradition. And, I mean, it's just there's a lot of, like, flavor in that building and on that base. Um, so I'm sure they'll find find a way to bring a lot of that back over to the new structure once it's there. Right. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting if we ever make it back down that way to see uh, once uh, the new helicopter's there. And once that new base, I'm, I'm sure we can get some uh, photos mm-hmm. or some info uh, from uh, Dave there. I wonder if they're going to uh, make a new goat goat pen or not. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the place is pretty cool. Pretty fancy, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What's crazy to me was the fact that they were right in the middle of all those prisons. Right? Sure. Yeah. Because we were driving down there, I was like, oh, Chino. Like, I think there's a ma- like a massive prison there that they always talk about in movies. Mm-hmm. And we're getting closer. I'm looking at the little map on the, on the dashboard <laughs> like, of oh, the shit. vehicle. I'm like, oh, like we're going to you know, yeah, like, we're in the prison. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Barbara Francis everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he was saying it's the only it's the state owned property. Yeah, state owned right? property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've got uh, that maximum security, then the the low security one. Mm-hmm. Um, what guys work out of? Yeah, and it was that was kind of neat actually too because they have that other program that they run with some of the little. Um, what they call, it, I guess, just the low security guys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're um, they can work, uh, work program. Yeah, yeah, some sort of yeah. work program when they head out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, go out and work on the line with them, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. The other neat thing, which I like, was like they're they're kind of like the show. Like you, you kick off a grass fire. They call it a vegetation fire, right? Mm-hmm. And the IC or somebody will call them immediately if there's smoke showing, and off they go. Mm-hmm. And but they just do the the sexy sexy attack and. Quick, yeah. quick attacks and start uh, start working it, and yeah. until the ground guys kind of catch up and keep mm-hmm. doing their thing. So they're not necessarily there for an entire campaign, right? Sure. Yeah. And still, like as as much as that is, like you say, they are the show. They are like they are the flash. Uh, very very humble, and they're like we don't put out, you know, vegetation fires. 
we assist, but the boots on on the ground are the guys who put out mm-hmm. fires. Uh, so they were very very humble about the role that they do bring to it. It's you know it looks awesome, and uh, I mean they are a very huge part of it. But uh, not not taking anything away from the guys down on the ground doing all the really hard hard work. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that was really nice to uh, hear as well. Yeah, it's kind of neat how they have they leave two guys behind for that uh, kind of their chase crew, right? Like yeah. they'll have that uh, their um, fuel tender. Yeah, will head out to pre-established uh, areas wherever they're they're going to set up mm-hmm. their LZs and and yeah. filling stations, and then they have their van, their crew van as well, to yeah. shuttle guys if they need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at first when I saw their tender, I wasn't uh, I wasn't getting why they needed a tender. Yeah, I'm like, why do you need a tender? You're drawing water out of the lake. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, and then I start looking at the placard. And I'm like, oh, that's gasoline <laughs> or fuel, whatever it is, <laughs> like jet fuel. Or yeah. I was like, oh crap. Okay, never mind. I get it now. Yeah. And, you know, gasoline. They're a fuel tender. <laughs> yeah, and like you were saying on that one, because they're older chopper than they're in right now, they carry their their hoist mechanism. Yeah, the hoist for that, right? Because uh, they have to be able to provide self rescue and do mm-hmm. other rescues as well that mm-hmm. they're tasked on it. Whereas their new Firehawk is all going to be built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, we need to see some new uh, some new photos of the of the new chopper. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely nice to uh, get the invite to uh, come on base. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure not a lot of people have uh, that kind of privilege, so uh, definitely you know an honor to uh, get in there and have a look around, get get the tour, meet all the guys. That was uh, yeah, awesome. So big big thanks to those guys. Yeah, it was great. I had an opportunity to uh, swap a challenge coin with them as well. Absolutely. That was cool. But yeah, again, big thank you to uh, Dave and everybody, all his, uh, all his, his crew members there to take the time for us. Mm-hmm. Good. Any more, guys? No, I don't think so. All right, well, let's jump into some uh, shout-outs there. Uh, Ash, Modus. Yeah, Modus, we are uh, midway through, uh, where are we, October. Uh, we should be coming up on the video releases, uh, which we're really, really excited to uh, get out there for everybody. Um so watch their social media and obviously ours the moment that we can share that we will um their big claim to fame is going to be the snyder tool um we use it a ton um for firefighting for um uh, auto x uh 101 uses or what or i'm not sure what they they say now but there's a ton of uses for it mm-hmm. uh the big ones obviously for hose hose movement um but check check that out tons and tons of kit if you like what you see uh on their website uh dtff5 is going to get you five percent off that's right and uh stop the bleed scott yeah stop the bleed uh three methods of bleeding control are tourniquets or oh, sorry direct pressure wound packing and then tourniquets um, if you're going to use a tourniquet use a good one and if you're going to train and stop the bleed or any of the, um, anything like that, you're going to want to do high fidelity sims. And if you want more information, stopthebleed.org. That's right. And we did a, uh, we went out and did a stop the bleed course. Yeah, the second well. we got back from. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the next, the next day when we got back from our, our vacay there and yeah, we yeah. headed out to the local high school and there's like 20 some odd kids there. Yeah. I started realizing we might need some more PG videos. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think one of the one of the kids, of the kids turned kids. a little white and <laughs> ran around the room. We did give them a fair warning. We gave them lots of fair warning. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? He's not gonna forget. He will not. Mm-hmm. They're old enough for those, anyway. So yeah, sure. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed doing that stuff, and especially having uh, two of us. So you there representing your work and background. Um, it's really nice to feed off each other with our own stories and um, different applications and stuff, and right. how serious it is. Um, I think everybody had a lot of fun. Uh, we were there for a couple hours. 
Yep, yeah, a lot of other stuff when they were for woodpecking, screaming. When, oh, yeah. Ah, I'm bleeding! <laughs> Hurry up! I'm done! <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. <clears throat> nice. So, again, yeah, back to those high fidelity sims. Make it fun. Get everybody involved. Great. Perfect. Um, Tanner Olson. Scott, want to go again? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, uh, country music out of West Coast of Canada. Um, he's been doing lots of shows lately. Um, something in Vancouver. I can't remember what it was. Is that like a kind of a famous place, which I can't remember the name? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's lots of lots of shows, lots of... Not the Roxy? No, it wasn't the Roxy. <laughs> it wasn't the Roxy, no. Uh, what the hell was it? Ah, it doesn't Anyways, yeah, they're, uh, check them out. Spotify, uh, they got a new song. Put a little country on it? Yeah, yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right, um, and then uh, Dr. Nick. Yep. Artak as well, Ash. Yeah, Dr. Nick Sparrow uh, out of uh, the Kootenays. Um, they have released the Artak course online, uh, so check that out. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, a online portion, and then there's going to be some uh, in-person uh, hands-on as well. Uh, but yeah, having that available uh, where you can go online and get a lot of the information, uh, some really cool video. Uh, like Scott always says, it's nice to see he's he's got uh, like him chatting to you through mm-hmm. through uh, some of it down, down in the bottom corner there. Um, lots of awesome information there. Uh, so check that out. Um, what's the website? So it's the ATAC group. ATAC group. And then there should be a link um, yeah. to go to our ATAC information. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely check, check that out. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, well, thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. And um, any more, guys? I think that's it for tonight. I think that's all. All right, Ash. Thank you. Have a good night. Scott. Good night. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. As always, stay safe. Stay DTFF. Bye.